بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد uh, We made mention in the previous sitting uh, concerning the iftiraq of the ummah the splitting of the ummah We mentioned in detail the hadith or the messenger of Allah that hadith that is as has been mentioned by many of the muhaddithin hadith that is mutawatir in its isnad and likewise mutawatir in its ma'ana in its meaning and that was the hadith wherein the messenger of Allah he mentioned that this ummah will split into 73 sects this nation after mentioning the previous nations the Jews and the Christians and how they uh, had split the Jews into 71 sects Christians into 72. Messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentioned that this Ummah likewise will split into 73 sects, Kullaha Finnar, all of them being in the fire, Illa Wahida, except for one. And we mentioned likewise that there are a number of uh, other hadith that establish this point uh, to us. And it were, uh, the hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentioned that whoever from amongst you, addressing his Sahaba, whoever from amongst you lives after me, he will see much differing. And likewise, other hadith that we didn't mention. Many hadith, we can go on and on, just mentioning the hadith. Uh, the hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah, uh, messenger of Allah وسلم, uh, he drew a line for the Sahaba. Rasulullah The Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he drew for us a line and he said that this is the path of Allah. And then he drew other lines on the right of that line on the left of that line, <coughs> branching off. And then he mentioned that these are subal. These other paths, these other lines, they are other paths, not the path of Allah. And at the head of every path, there is a shaitan calling to it. Naam. Many ahadith, and we likewise mentioned that is something established within the Quran, likewise. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he, if, he, if he willed, could have made this ummah, ummatun wahida, he could have made uh, all of the nations, all of the nations upon one religion, following one sharia, one way. And he could have made this ummah likewise, if he willed, if he so willed, to be one, yani one jama'ah, upon one way, upon one man, uh, min, uh, shira and minhaj, one uh, sharia, one legislation, and upon one way. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned, وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ لَجَعَلَكُمْ أُمَّةً وَاحِدًا if Allah willed, He could have made you as one nation. However, He didn't do so. He chose not to do so. He didn't do so. In order to test you. Allah SWT is the Almighty. If He will, He could have made the whole Ummah, the whole of all of the people who came from the beginning to the end of time as one Ummah, one way, following one religion, with one Sharia. And that saying of Allah comes after Allah SWT mentioning For every one of you, every nation, every prophet we made for them uh, A legislation, a sharia, and likewise a minhaja, a methodology and a tariqah and a way if Allah will, He would have made you one nation. However, He didn't do so in order to test you. Naam. And so, we mentioned the iftiraq of the ummah. 
and that is something established within the hadith and likewise in the Quran. We also mentioned that hadith, that, that ayah in Surah Hud, uh, had your Lord willed, he would have made the people one nation. However, they will not cease to differ. They will not cease to differ. Except for those who your Lord has mercy upon, meaning except for that saved sect. Except for that one saved sect, they don't differ. They don't differ in their religion. They don't differ in their aqidah, in their ibadah, uh, in those matters that are full, well established, where there is no room for differing. They don't differ in their manhaj, in their methodology. They don't differ in يعني, the, the way they approach the Quran and the Sunnah, the way they approach the aqidah. They don't differ in those matters. They don't differ in those matters that, is, يعني, that are not permissible for us to differ. They are the ones who Allah SWT has, has uh, يعني, His mercy is upon them. وَلِذَلِكَ خَلَقَهُمْ And as some of the ayimah uh, of tafsir they mention, it is for that reason He created them, to differ. They will, they will not cease to differ. And so something well established by way of nusus, textual evidence within the Quran and likewise within the Sunnah. And also we said the waqi' the reality on the ground for those who choose to, re to, to reject and not accept those evidences, those clear evidences, even the reality shows to us that this differing has occurred. And so we can summarize that which we, that which we mentioned uh, in the previous sitting yani by, by saying that the hukum and the ruling of this iftiraq and tafarruq and khilaf the splitting and differing, the ruling of it, the, the hukmullah al-shari is that it is haram. Uh, that the splitting and differing, is, it is something that in the legislation of Allah, it is haram. Hmm? The hukm of it, the ruling of it, in the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that it is haram, it is something that is shar, evil, and it is adab, it is punishment. And for those who split and differ, those who choose to split and differ after the clear proofs have come to them, uh, for them is adabun adim, as Allah He mentioned it in Surah uh, Ali Imran, uh, uh, where, he, where after He mentions, "Wala takunu kaladina tafarqu waqtalafu min baadi ma jaahum albiyinat." Do not be of those who who Split and differ after the bayinat clear proofs came to them. For them is a severe punishment, a severe torment. So that's the hukum shari. That's the legislative ruling of splitting and differing. That it is haram, not allowed, shar, evil, and it is adab upon the ummah, and it is adab. Uh, there is adab azim for those who split and differ. As for the hukm, hukmullah al-qadari, uh, the hukmullah al-qadari, then we say about that is that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted and willed. Hmm? Aradahullah. 
that Allah willed it. Because this is where some people get confused. When it comes to the topic of the splitting of the Ummah, and in particular the, the hadith mentioning the splitting, and how all of them are in the fire except for one, some can't understand how this will take place, but then we have ayat, and the ruling of it is that it is haram. So how can something, how can Allah allow something to take place in the Ummah that is haram? So some of them choose to use this to say that, or to deny that this splitting and different has taken place. Or they interpret it in different ways. And we'll touch on that. <coughs> However, they fail to approach this and understand this in the correct way. And that is that we understand the splitting and differing by looking at the hukum, looking at the ruling. The ruling which is connected to the sharia and to the will of Allah, the will of Allah as, it connects, as it pertains to the sharia. The ruling of it is that it is haram. It is not allowed for us to differ and split and become sex. Not allowed. Haram. And for those who do not, there is a severe punishment. But the hukum of Allah, the ruling of Allah, as it pertains to the qadr, and that which Allah allows to take place within the creation, is that Allah willed it. Allah willed, He could have made them one nation, but huh? but He didn't. So Allah willed that there wouldn't be one Ummah, but rather they would split. They will not cease to differ. And He created them for that. That they will differ, and some of them will be Ahl Jannah, some of them will be Ahl Nar. So the irada of Allah, Qadariyah, the universal decree of Allah, is that لَابُدْمِن that it will take place and so by way of this we understand that the spitting of the Ummah is something that is necessary and it will take place because Allah has willed it however it doesn't prevent it from being something that is haram just like the various other sins are haram in the Sharia Shirk is haram Kufr is haram drinking Khamar is haram Zina, haram. All of these sins haram, but they take place. Allah wills and allows for them to take place. So, it is the exact same ruling when it comes to the affair of the splitting of the ummah. Something that is haram, not allowed. Severe punishment for those who split into groups and sects. However, it is something that Allah has allowed to take place and it has taken place. It has taken place. Now, and so... The proof, what is the proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he willed, he willed for the splitting to take place. What is the proof for that? Because some, a person can turn around and say, well, are you saying that Allah is, is pleased with this and he, he allowed it to, to, to take place? We say, yes, there's proof for that. And we mention them. Walau shahar abbuk, those ayat that we mentioned. And the hadith, all of these, all of these evidences that we've mentioned, Last week, uh, in the previous uh, session, and yani, in the introduction here today, all of these are proofs that this splitting and different, yani, Allah has allowed it to take place, and He has willed it to take place. Now, Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentioned the illa, the illa and the reason, the reason behind the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentioning the splitting of the Ummah. This Ummah was split into 73 sects, 
He said that the illa behind it, the reason behind the Messenger of Allah making this ikhbara, coming with this information and informing the ummah, is can can you hadhir ummata? Can you hadhir ummata? And in it is a warning, although it is informative. The Messenger of Allah is, is saying that this, this, this is what will happen to the Ummah. In reality, the Messenger of Allah is not just telling us that it will take place, but he's also warning. He's also warning. Can you hadhir ummata liyanju man sha'Allah lahu as-salama? So that the one who Allah wills for him, as-salama, that he is yani, safe from, from, that, <coughs> from the splitting and differing, that that person may... Yani, uh, uh, be saved from what? Saved from what? From the nar, because the other sex they are in the fire, threatened with the fire. <coughs> Naam. So in this, there is yani, a tahdeer from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Although it has come in the sayga and in the form of it being uh, yani, something which is informative. Naam. And so there is a difference. There is a difference between. The difference between the irada of Allah, al-qadariyyah, Allah's yani, universal will and that which he wills to take place in the creation. A difference between that and the will of Allah which is diniyyah. The will of Allah which is yani, connected to the sharia and that which he legislates and that which he yani, wills for his creation to carry out. Naam, and so the, yani the, as is mentioned by the scholars, the irada, the irada um, of Allah as it pertains to this khilaf, the irada shar'iyya, which is what? What's the hukum of it? That it is haram. That, that does not yastalzim, yani it doesn't necessitate uh, the, yani, uh, that the, that this khilaf يعني, will not take place قدرًا. Just because Allah has, has forbidden it and made it haram, it doesn't necessitate that it won't take place يعني, by the decree of Allah, by which he, will, يعني, which he wills to take place. And likewise the other way, and likewise the other way, that يعني, the fact that it takes place the fact that it takes place, uh, this khilaf takes place, it doesn't necessitate, doesn't necessitate that the, يعني, uh, the irada of Allah shar'iya, hmm, that, يعني, it's, it's, uh, يعني, that, uh, that it's not present, that it's not present and that يعني, it is not something that we يعني, shouldn't work towards. Hmm? But rather, we still strive. Even though it takes place, it's different. We don't say, we don't say, uh, khalas is taking place, qadar of Allah. We can't change that. And so now it's halal. And now we just go along with it. No, the command is still there to stay away from it and to unite and to, uh, to uh, yani be united upon the uh, habal of Allah, the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, but rather that which it necessitates. All of this. That which it necessitates from us is a number of things and things that we must understand. Because you have those, as we mentioned, those who are in denial of the different, either due to uh, jahl or awatif, emotions. 
And I mentioned to you a story last time with a close companion of mine. Just emotions, pure emotions. Couldn't accept that the ummah is split. Brother, you can't say that. Huh? Can't, li can't accept the reality. Can't swallow that bitter pill. So that's due to jahl and awatif, emotions. But then you have those who yani, uh, reject it because they can't understand yani, the irada of Allah, shari'iyya, and the irada of Allah, qadariyya, kawniyya. Now, but then you also have those who yani, choose to not accept it. And yani, uh, they in a way rejected due to political reasons, due to siyasa. And that is yani, due to them yani, desiring desiring uh, yani, um, power in the lands. Hmm? Yani, desiring uh, strength for the ummah. Yani, desiring that there is unity within the ummah. Hmm? Unity. And so, yani, the way they approach this differing is that yani, um, we just put the differing aside. We put the differing aside uh, and yani, um, we shouldn't strive, we, we don't have to uh, be worried about finding that one safe sect and being part of that one safe sect. And that sect which the Messenger of Allah said is in Jannah. Those, yani, those who are upon what he, uh, he and his companions upon that we shouldn't we, yani, we don't need to strive towards yani, uniting upon that way and their way but yani, we just accept it and we just overlook our differences we overlook our differences and we accept that there's different and yani, we can still unite and by way of that unity then we will, we will reach our objective which is strength power in the lands to Yani, uh, to overcome the enemies of Islam, to overcome the non-Muslims and so on. Now, and so that yani, uh, those who approach the differing in various ways. Now, that which it necessitates in reality is a number of affairs, which uh, the first of them being is that what we take from that hadith in particular, the hadith of the 73 sects, is that the safe sect is only one, first and foremost. That's the first thing that we take and that we must cling to it. And you all know about quick maths. Hmm? Yeah, and he, uh, 73 sex, so Umar's been spent to 73 sex. Prophet said, only one. Huh? Which leaves the rest of the 72. Hmm? See, that's quick maths, easy maths. Just take one away from the 73. So the rest of the 72, they are threatened with the hellfire. Threatened with the hellfire. Now, uh, and so. That's the first thing that we take, that the, 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 the safe sect is only one, one way. And that is the way of the Messenger of Allah and his Sahaba. And we are to cling to that. The other thing that it necessitates is that we, that we know from this hadith that it is haram to split. And we already explained that. Even though it's come in the form of khabar, that in that, Sheikh, Sheikh Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, he mentioned, and other than him, that in reality the Prophet is warning. He's warning. Where's the warning? There is a warning in the hadith. Although it's not direct. That's a warning. All of them are in the fire. Huh? Although the Prophet didn't say, uh, yeah, any, uh, beware 
that these uh, groups, are, uh, these sects are in the fire. Mm. And if you just follow, the, uh, fo follow these groups and sects, then you will end up in the fire. Huh? Yeah, and it, it's, it's a khabar about th those, those 72 sects, and inf information about those 72 sects in the hellfire, and in the, is a warning to us, a clear warning. Now, uh, and likewise, what we take from it is that it will take place. Well, I would. Well, I'm a hale. Yeah, and it's imperative, differing, and the, and the spitting, yeah, and it will take place and has taken place. And that further necessitates other matters. The fact that the difference has taken place, and that necessitates other matters. And that is, firstly, freeing ourselves. Freeing ourselves from those other sex. What's the proof for that? Exactly that ayah. Huh? Command in the Quran from Allah to the Messenger of Allah that indeed those who split and become sex in their religion, you have nothing in the least to do with them. You have nothing to do with them in the dunya and in the akhirah, nothing to do with them. What's the proof for that? Hadith of the Hawd, when the Muslims or those who, uh, يعني, um, on the apparent, on the apparent, يعني, they will be from this Ummah, Messenger of Allah will say, when they are prevented from coming near the Hawd, near the river, he will say, Ummati, Ummah, Ummati, my Ummah, my Ummah. And in one wording, minni, indeed they are from me, because on the apparent, he sees them as Muslim. However, they were people of innovation, people who changed, people who innovated and invented into the religion that which was not from it, <coughs> that which the Messenger of Allah and his Sahaba were not upon. And that is why, when it is said to him, Indeed, you don't, you don't know what they changed after you, or in other wording, what they, what they invented after you, the Messenger of Allah will say sahkan sahkan liman badala ba'di far removed from me far removed from mercy those who change things after me so free from them in this life and free for them in the next life now and so it necessitates us freeing ourselves from those sex secondly also that we warn against them that we warn against them. We warn against them, we warn against their evils, their evil beliefs and their evil innovations, and that we don't support them, we don't aid them. Now, we're going to mention hadith that Al-Bukhari, that Imam Al-Bukhari, that he mentions in his Sahih. But first and foremost, just to show how the Messenger of Allah himself, how he warned from individual sex, yani individual sex by name, and how yani what we take from these warnings from the Messenger of Allah, you will see yani these are severe warnings. Severe warnings. Al Qadariyya, the Messenger of Allah, he said about Al Qadariyya. Who are the Qadariyya? Those who reject the Qadr of Allah. He said, the Messenger of Allah, he said, Al Qadariyya Majus Hadil Ummah. 
the qadariya are the majus of this ummah, the majus of who? The fire worshippers, those who worship two gods, they say there's a god of light and a god of darkness. Now, and because the qadariya, they say that it is the slave who creates his actions. Now, they've made yani, uh, themselves yani, creators besides Allah. And so that is why they are the majus of this ummah. Now, and so the uh, messenger of Allah Sallallahu he said about the Qadariyya that they are majus hadil ummah. In maridu, in maridu, la ta'uduhum. If they fall sick, don't visit them. Qadariyya who accept from the sex of the 72 sex, from the 72 sex. If they fall ill, don't visit them. But we know that the right of the Muslim is that you are to visit him. If they fall ill, don't visit them. وَإِن مَاتُوا فَلَا تَشْهَدُوهُمْ And if they die, don't... What? Don't attend the janazah. Don't attend the janazah. Hadith that is sahih, hadith recorded by Abdawood al-Tabrani al-Hakim. In his Mustadrak al Sahihain, hadith that is Hassan, we see in this yani a severe warning. A severe warning. Now, likewise, the Messenger of Allah Sallam, he said about the Khawarij. The Khawarij, he said, they are Kilabun Nar. They are the dogs of the hellfire. He also said they are, they are a qawm, a people, Yaqra'un al Quran. They will recite the Quran. According to Al-Bukhari, this hadith, Al-Bukhari, if the first hadith you're thinking, okay, it's Hassan, Abu Dawood, Tabarani, Al-Hakim, okay. This hadith is Al-Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, and others from the Ashab Al-Sunan, Tirmidhi Al-Nisai, and others, Imam Ahmad and others. Suffices you that it's in the Sahihain. Qawmun yaqra'un al- Quran. There will come a people after يعني, there was the founder of the Khawarij who appeared in the time of the Messenger of Islam and he said to the Messenger of Islam after he was distributing the war booty and the spoils of war, he said, Indeed, you have not been just with this يعني, division of the spoils of war. So then he, and he said, Fear Allah. So the Messenger of Islam he said, Who will fear Allah if I don't fear Allah? Huh? يعني after him, he said to him, اعدل فإنك لم تعدل Be just for indeed you have not been just So then the messenger of Allah He turned to his companions and he said They will come from this man قوم A people يقرؤون القرآن People who will recite the Quran لا يتجاوز هناجرهم It will not go beyond their throats It will not go beyond their throats يمرقون من الإسلام كما يمرق السحم من الرمية They will leave Islam just as the arrow leaves the game, the hunting, the hunted animal. Now, يقتلون أهل الإسلام. They will kill the people. They will kill the people of Islam. ويدعون من أهل الأوثان. They will kill the people of Islam. And this is how this is what we see from the Khawarij. They kill the Muslims and they leave alone non-Muslims. They will kill the Messenger of Allah. He said they will kill the people of Islam and leave alone the people of idol worship. And then he said, 
if not visiting them isn't severe enough for you when they get sick, if not praying over them is not severe enough when they when they die. The Prophet said about the Khawarij, he said that in the If I were to reach them, I would slaughter them with the slaughtering of Ad. Ad that nation that previously uh, yani appeared, uh, whom Allah SWT wiped over, uh, off the face of the earth. So that hadith, ayyul ikhwa, Bukhari, Muslim. Lillahi durr al-Bukhari, as the scholars have mentioned. Al-Bukhari, we're going to make a waqfa now with al-Bukhari, because al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, as they say, lillahi durr al-Bukhari. And I'm going to explain that term. Anyone heard that term before? Because it's not as easy for you to just يعني, hear that even if you hear someone say it and يعني, uh, it requires research. Lillahi durru al-Bukhari. This term is used, Lillahi durru, Lillahi durru fulan. It's used when, يعني, uh, first and foremost, is to praise someone, to praise an individual. When he has mahasin, when he has like يعني, good qualities. Lillahi durru al-Bukhari, what, what they mean is. Uh, it was Allah who took care of his nurturing and his upbringing and in particular that breast milk that he was fed يعني, by his mother. That Allah blessed that milk. In, يعني, in particular it refers to the breast milk. But what it means in general is Allah took it upon himself to nurture him. To bless him. Why? Because as we know, he's the author of the Sahih. His Sahih. His يعني, authentic collection of ahadith. That, that kitab which is ahsah kitab, but kitab Allah. It is the most authentic book after the book of Allah. Hmm. And Al Bukhari is well known to everyone. There are things, يعني, ma'loom. Ulima fi din Things that are well known in the religion by necessity. Uh, when it comes to usul and ahkam, يعني, the five pillars well known by everyone. Five pillars of Islam. <coughs> Some of the ahkam that drinking is not allowed, khamar is not allowed, uh, zina, hmm, uh, khanzir, uh, eating pig and all of that. All of those things are well known to everyone. The alim and the jahil and the one who is obedient and the one who is disobedient. Uh, well known to everyone. There are, there are things other than the usul and other than the ahkam that are still well known to most. Mm. The uh, four caliphs in Islam, well known to everyone. Abu Bakr, Amr, Uthman, Ali. Mm. Even, if, even if they don't know much about them. Mm. Al-Bukhari, from the Muhaddithin, well known to everyone. Al-Bukhari, well known to everyone. Al-Bukhari, well known. Uh, even if a person is studious, he's uh, going to know Al-Bukhari. If a person doesn't know the four caliphs, they doesn't know Al-Bukhari, then that person, يعني, for an individual to be Muslim and not know who the four khulafa are, that is, يعني, in reality, يعني, it's hard to comprehend. That a person يعني, doesn't know anything about يعني, those who are around the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu However, point being is Al-Bukhari is well known to everyone. Now, and as we mentioned, uh, Al-Bukhari, he authored the Sahih, that Musnad, or that Jami' al-Musnad al-Sahih, he authored that Kitab, 
يعني intending by way to, to, to gather together all of those ahadith, the authentic ahadith of the Messenger of Allah. He authored many authorships. He authored in Aqeedah. He authored Khalq Af'al al Ibad in Aqeedah. The title of it is Khalq Af'al al Ibad, the creation of يعني, uh, the uh, actions of the servants. So that is a rad of. And there is a refutation of the Qadriya, that which we mentioned before. Uh, and the title of it, the full title, Khalq Af'al al-Ibad wa Rad al-Jahmiyya. Remember that, because when I go on to talking about refuting the people's innovation, as we've touched upon already anyway, warning against them. Hmm? And so he authored this book, thick book, it's printed, alhamdulillah, as well. Thick book uh, where he's refuting the Qadriya and the Jahmiyya, those who reject Ashab al-Ta'teel. Those who deny the names and attributes of Allah. Uh, likewise, uh, in tafsir, however, it's mafqood, it's uh, uh, lost. He authored also in tafsir, tafsir of the Quran, tafsir al-kabir, it's started, but it's lost. In fiqh, raf, kitab raf al-yadain, kitab raf al-yadain, raising of the hands. I was established, well established in, in, in uh, yani the, the sunnah. So that's in fiqh. Likewise, al-qira'a khalf al-imam. Uh, reciting behind the Imam in fiqh, likewise in Tariq uh, and Sirah, he authored. Uh, he has Kitab Tariq al Kabir, Tariq al Awsat, Tariq al Sagir. All of these in يعني, in Tariq and Sirah, biography, history, uh, men, biographies, and so on. His Musnad, though. Sahih, this Sahih al-Bukhari as is well known, he, he, he titled it something different. Al-Jami' al-Muslim al-Sahih. However, it became known as Sahih al-Bukhari. But this Jami', which yani, means to compile and to gather, together he intended by way of it to gather in many of the uloom, not just fiqh. Not just fiqh. Although when, some, when, when one goes to it, comes to a point where he goes through the chapters, goes through the different books that are in there. Yes, it's, uh, it yani, follows the, the pattern of yani, uh, those chapters that we find uh, in the books of fiqh. Salah, tahara, salah, zakat, uh, sawm, hajj and so on. However, Lillahi durr al-Bukhari. And as is mentioned, that the fiqh of al-Bukhari, there's a point of why we mentioned this, it's connected to what we're saying, but we're kind of diverting shway. Uh, it is said about him that the fiqh of al-Bukhari, his fiqh and his understanding and his يعني, deriving of rulings, fiqh al-Bukhari fi tarajimi. His fiqh is in the way he يعني, ordered his book and the way he titled his, uh, يعني, his, his books within that jami', within that sahih, and the chapters likewise. Hmm? So, the Sahih. The first kitab within the Sahih. Does anyone know it? Kitab. Kaif Badal Wahid. Good. That's the first hadith. Ahsant. Naam. So that's the first kitab. Then after it is Kitab al Iman Ahsant. But just to go back, the first is Kitab Kaif Badal. Al-Wahi, book, how the revelation 
occurred and how it yani, used to take place. And then, Aya, Inna Ohina Ilaik, Kama Ohina Ila, Nuhin, Wen Nabiyina Min, Ba'di. Yani, why the mention of that Aya, Surah Al Nisa, as far as I remember, Surah Al Nisa, um, why? Yani, to show that that which follows in this Musnad, that which follows in this Musnad is Wahi. All of these, the Messenger of Allah didn't speak of his desires. But all of these hadith are, in reality, wahi, revelation. So, hence, why he began with that. And then the first hadith, hadith of Umar ibn Khattab, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Why did he begin with that first hadith? Most of you should know this. What? To advise the reader of what? Husnun niyyah. To have a good intention, but then what do the scholars? What do the scho- all of the scholars they derive from this hadith? In al amal bin niyat. What do they? What do they? In one word, ikhlas, which is in reality, in English, naam sincerity, but in reality, yani tawheed. So he began with tawheed, yani to be sincere in one's actions, to do it purely for the sake of Allah, do them purely for the sake of Allah, yani tawheed, which we know is the asal, the first pillar in Islam, tawheed. Now, and then, so this is going to require some patience because we're going to work through some of the chapters. You're going to see the fiqh of Al Bukhari, and then at the end, we're going to get the natija. Uh, so, Naam, that is the first hadith, uh, and it is uh, under, uh, in that kitab how the revelation began. Naam. Um, thereafter, the kitab, kitab, and the iman. Kitab al iman. Now the reason why he placed Kitab al-Iman after uh, Kitab Kayf Bad uh, al-Wahi is because, first and foremostly, that Iman that you have, you have Iman in those six pillars, and Iman in everything that the Messenger of Allah came with, Iman in Allah, and everything that is connected to Allah SWT, His names and His attributes. Mm-hmm. And yani, the fact that Allah SWT, he, uh, r- and he rose above the throne. The fact that he descends to the lowest heaven. Uh-huh. The belief in the Iman in the angels, the Iman in the books, Iman in the Rusul, Iman in the last day, Iman in Qadr, all of that. Uh-huh. The source of that is what? Wahi. Al-Wahi. So that is why he, he brought Wahi first, because Iman, its source, and the source of all khair, and the source of everything that's going to follow in this Sahih, in this Sahih of mine that I've authored, yani the source of all of that, and the source of that which yani was the uh, the source of the risalat of the Anbiya and the Rusul, the, yani the, the, the prophethood and the messengership, and yani the shara'i of all of the messengers was based on wahi. And so that is why he brought wahi first, because it's not possible for you to have iman in all of this except by way of. Wahi, you can't just come to it, you need wahi. All of that detail that you have about Jannah and Nar and about Allah. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't come to that information except through wahi. And so he brought wahi first uh, and then uh, Kitab Al-Iman. Thereafter he brings which Kitab? Anyone know? We're banking on you. Uh, Al-Ilm, Kitab Al-Ilm. 
Thereafter, he brings Kitabul Ilm because Iman is Ashraf al Ulum. Iman is Ashraf al Ulum. It is the most noble of, of yani, sciences, branches of knowledge. And so thereafter comes Kitabul Ilm. And because, in reality, when a person yani, has Iman, Yani he, 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 he learns or yani he acquires that Iman by, by way of ta'allum, by way of learning. And as we've learned already in Thalat al-Usul, when the Imam he mentioned, Ya Allah, no, may Allah have mercy upon you, that it is obligatory upon us, no. Yajib alayna ta'allamu arba'i masail. That it is obligatory upon us to, to, to learn four matters. He says the first is what? العلم الأولى العلم الثانية العمل الثالث الرابع is دعوة والصبر upon that دعوة but that علم is taken from يعني the evidence that he brings in سورة العصر and that is taken from which part in سورة العصر إلا الذين آمنوا except for those who believe all of mankind is in loss except for those who believe and so he derived from إلا الذين آمنوا except for those who have إيمان he derived from that علم because it is not possible for you to have that Iman except through ilm, except, except through learning. And as Sheikh Zaid he mentioned, the meaning of that is إِلَّا لَذِينَ عَلِمُوا Except for those who know. Yani they, they know yani, uh, what Iman is and they believe in and then they act and then they, they, they give uh, da'wah to that and have sabr, sabr upon that. So that is why he came with Kitab al-Ilm after that. The Kitab after that. Fingers on the tip of someone's tongue. Tahara, naam, asant, Tahara, kitab Tahara. And so now, after ilm comes what? Amal. After ilm comes amal. After ilm, you have to have amal. And so, the, yani, uh, the, the best of all of the amal badaniya, the physical actions, is a salah. And a salah, you can't approach salah except with Tahara. And so he brought a Tahara. First and foremostly, and then the different chapters and yani, kutub uh, within Tahara, Ghusl, uh, Tayammum, Al Hayd, and then he goes through Salah, Salah, uh, and then the various types of Salah, and the Ahkam connected to Salah, uh, and then Az Zakat, Az Zakat, yani, and then he follows the Tertib of the Pillars of Islam, uh, Naam, and then after finishing with the Five pillars of Islam. What does he come with? Kitab. Al. I'll give you a clue. It begins with the Ba. Al Biyur. Kitab al Biyur. Kitab al Biyur. The book of yani, trade and selling and so on. Why did he come with that after? After. Yani, Nah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. By the way, by the way, by the way, there's, uh, there are many books authored solely on this matter. The Tarajim and the Abbab of Al-Bukhari. Books authored. Many books, not just one. Yeah, Ibn al-Wazir, you know that uh, uh, Ibn al-Wazir that we mentioned in Mulakhas Fiqhi a number of times now. Sheikh Salaf Wazan has mentioned him. Ibn al-Wazir, he has Al-Mutawari ala uh, Tarajim al-Bukhari. Likewise, Al-Bulqini, he has uh, a Risala 
another which is like yani, about six volumes just on his tarajim his abwab why he yani, mentioned this kitab and then this kitab and then even in further detail this chapter after this chapter and this hadith after this hadith and so what he's mentioned is after all that which is proceeded from those kutub in al-Bukhari and after working through the five pillars all of that is the mu'amala of the abd the dealings of the abd, the servant with al-Khaliq, with his creator thereafter comes his mu'amala ma'al khalq his dealings with the people and so kitab al-Buyu' so then that's why kitab al-Buyu' came the book of selling, buying and selling and so on and then he begins to work he, and then he, he has the book of, of hiring of, which is connected to yani, buying and selling and so on transferring of a debt uh, yani, uh, loans and so on uh, up until he comes to yani, after he completes the mu'amala the mu'amalat the dealings that take place between the creation he then comes with kitab uh, al-jihad so certainly after uh, buying and selling loans and all of this and uh, representation within buying and selling because he connects it all yani you buy and sell but it's possible that you may have someone who represents you in that, in that trade in that deal so he brings rep representation then yani, um, freezing one's property bankruptcy and so on but then suddenly kitab al-jihad how is jihad now connected ah so we finish from the mu'amal, the mu'amalat al-abd ma'al khaliq, the dealings of the servant with his creator. Then, and then, then we finish with, يعني, from the dealings of the servant with the rest of the creation. Now, kitab al-jihad, that is, is a mu'amala which combi combines between the two. Combines between the two. يعني, the mu'amala, the dealings. Uh, of the servant with his Lord and with the creation together and that is through jihad how is that that is because uh, يعني, um, in the in the jihad naam in the jihad um, naam in the jihad uh, a person يعني, he strives to uh, or those making jihad they uh, يعني, intend by way of that to uh, make the kalima of Allah he al-ulya to raise the, the word of Allah, يعني, that Allah SWT is worshipped alone. And يعني, through that jihad, uh, there is يعني, uh, يعني, dealings with people. And that is يعني, uh, by, by way of fighting and, and, and war and so on. Naam. And, and then after this, after, naam, naam, after, after this, he... Uh, Naam, he, after jihad, he then brings يعني, the rulings of, of the chapters connected to the spoils of war, uh, and then the distribution of the spoils of war, and then al-jizya, because when making jihad, you come across those who, يعني, it is required for, يعني, they, don't, they don't accept Islam, but they're from the people of the book, for example, and it requires taking the jizya from them, the tax from them. So, after jizya and jihad in general, he comes to Kitab Badul Khalq, the beginning of the creation. How has he gone from jihad to beginning of creation? The scholars have mentioned that uh, the reason for that 
is that jihad includes the taking of life, taking of lives and souls. And so he wanted to mention that these souls are creation and created and originated by Allah. Originated by Allah and their end affair is that they will perish uh, and how each person his abode will yani, uh, be either yani, in Jannah or the Naar. And so then it was relevant to mention the Sifatul Jannah and Sifatul Naar. The descriptions of Jannah and descriptions of the Hellfire. Then, after mentioning Jannah comes first and then Naar, Hellfire. Then, after mentioning the description of the Hellfire, it becomes relevant to mention Iblis and his Junood. Shaitan, Iblis and his army. Why? Because they're the, they're the people of the Hellfire. And so then he mentions Iblis. And then, before mentioning Adam, because he goes, then goes on to mention the, the Anbiya. And he begins, the Anbiya, he mentions them yani in order. Uh, but before uh, Adam, to, to such detail, look how he's, he's arranged each kitab, each chapter. Before Adam, though, he mentions the creation of the Dawab and the animals, because the animals were created before Adam. And so he mentions that. Then he brings Adam, Adam, Islam, and then the rest of the Anbiya, up until he then comes to uh, yani the, uh, the Manaqib, Al-Manaqib, the Book of Virtues. And he begins... Yani after mentioning the Anbiya and the previous nations and the, the Anbiya, he then mentions the Manaqib and he begins with this Ummah and he begins with Quraysh because the Messenger of Islam came from Quraysh. And then so he mentions yani so some of the Ahadith and brings the Ahadith concerning some of the tribes. And then the Messenger of Islam. The Messenger of Islam, some of his names, his Sifat, his characteristics. And then Ashabu. And then his companions. And so then we have Fada'il al-Sahaba. Fada'il al-Sahaba. And then from Fada'il al-Sahaba, uh, we have the Muhajirun. We have the Muhajirun, those who uh, yani, uh, proceeded in Islam, the, the foremost to come into Islam. So he mentions them first, and from them he begins with Abu Bakr, the four Khulafa in order. And then the rest of the Muhajirin, the, the Ashar al-Mubashirin al Jannah, the ten guaranteed paradise. And then the Ansar, then the Ansar. So he continues, he continues, and there's a point, as I mentioned, there is a point, important point. If you go with the fiqh of al-Bukhari, there's an important point that we're going to get to at the end. Um, reality, when a person comes across this, any of you come across this before, the fiqh of al-Bukhari, he and his abwab, anyone gone into this? Yani when you begin to see his fiqh, uh, yani it, it, it's uh, mind-boggling, and it makes you yani want to just... Take Sahih al-Bukhari and read it from beginning to end with its sharh, with its sharh, with its explanation. Uh, and yani, uh, uh, this is something which you have to do. You have to go out and buy Sahih al-Bukhari. You, can, you can't have your home yani, without Sahih al-Bukhari. You can't have your library without Sahih al-Bukhari. You have to get yani, the best copy <coughs> even in gold. Get in gold. <laughs> huh? And the shuruhat of it. Yani, Al-Bukhari... Yani, uh, the amount of uh, fawaid and benefits within Sahih al-Bukhari yani, uh, are endless. Now, uh, and so what do we get to? We got to the Sahaba. Now, and so after mentioning the Sahaba, the virtues of the Sahaba, uh, it then yani, became relevant to mention 
the Sahaba in the context of the Maghazi, in the context of the battles and يعني, events that took place. And so then he mentions Kitab al-Maghazi, the book of يعني, the expeditions and, and the, the battles and so on. And then within there, the uh, Wafud, the various delegations that came to the Messenger of Islam, Hajjatul Wida'ah, the farewell Hajj, and then the passing of the Messenger, the Wafat al-Nabi the passing of the Messenger of Islam. Naam. And then, because after mentioning the Messenger of Islam passed away, and the fact that the Messenger of Islam um, uh, passed away, and didn't pass away except that his sharia was complete. And that the, the nuzul of the Qur'an was complete. The revelation of the Qur'an was complete. And so then it became relevant to mention Kitab Tafsir al-Qur'an. And so then he brought Kitab Tafsir al-Qur'an. And then thereafter Kitab Fadail al-Qur'an. The virtues of the Qur'an, you can see how it's connected. But then he jumps to Kitab al-Nikah. How does he do that? And what's the relevance there? Kitab al-Nikah. From Fadail al-Qur'an to Kitab al-Nikah, how does he jump to that? Hmm. <laughs> now, uh, ideally, um, but uh, within the virtues of the Quran, we have chapters and hadith, a hadith which touch on the uh, matter of um, uh, tafsir, as we mentioned, tafsir of the Quran, the virtues of uh, understanding the Quran, likewise, hifz of the Quran. And preserving and memorizing the Quran and the ahkam connected to the Quran, um, by way of which, and this hifz of the Quran and preservation of the Quran, by way of which the religion is preserved. The preservation of the Quran means the preservation of the religion. Hmm? So that the Quran and the religion could then be passed down from generation to generation and can reach the various parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And يعني, the continuation of this uh, يعني, uh, is through يعني, by way of a nasal and the riyah, uh, offspring and having children and so on, and the generation of the generation. And so then he brought Kitab al Nikah, Kitab al Nikah, the book of marriage. Now, and then thereafter follows talaq and uh, nafaqa, spending, uh, spending because. And in marriage, you have to spend, uh, and then from that which you spend is al-at'ima, food, ashriba, drinks, and so on, and then yeah, and it's connected to at-tib, health uh, and, and medicine, and so on. Um, up until yeah, and I'm kind of fast forwarding here, I've left off so much, but he then comes to yeah, and after mentioning hayat dunya and the life of this world and food and drink and all of this, uh, the conditions of the people as it relates to the life of this world medicine and all of this, um, it then became relevant to mention the ahwal of the people, the condition of the people after death. And so, Kitab al-Faraid, the book of inheritance. Inheritance, and so then, the book of inheritance. And then, like I said, I'm going to fast forward. Um, when it comes to al-Hudud, uh, punishments, uh, he ends toward, yani, towards the end of Hudud, 
the punishment of the murtaddin uh, those who apostatize who yani, uh, apostatize from islam but then because you have those who may apostatize um, but yani, a person he doesn't disbelieve by way of that apostasy because it's possible that he may have been compelled coerced hmm? so then he brought kitab al-ikra the book of yani, coercion being yani, compelled so he brought that and then um, because the one who is compelled and forced, he may, yani, in order to save himself, he may, in those rulings connected to that, he may yani, fall into al-hila. Al-hila is to yani, uh, trickery, tricks. Hmm? And so he, yani, a person, because he's yani, in that situation, compelled to do something, he may yani, play a trick. So he brought the kitab of al-hil. Book of tricks. And because tricks, when a person plays a trick, in reality he's hiding something, right? He's hiding the, the truth, he's hiding the reality. Something, something's hidden. And so because there's something hidden there, he then brought Kitab al-Ta'abir, the book of interpreting dreams. How, why is that? Because the interpretation, the meaning of that dream is hidden, except to, except to the one who is able to interpret the dream. From in the interpretation of dreams, we're coming to the end now. Yeah? From the interpretation of dreams, he then brings Kitab uh, al-Fitan, the book of trials and tribulations. What's the connection there? We, we're, we're beyond guesses. You have to have... Because <laughs> you, can't, you can't go along with Bukhari. You can't go along with him. You've got to have his fiqh in order to... You've got to have the same fiqh in order for you to get the right answer. But you can try. Uh, have a try. Ah, I, could, I see your angle. But I'll, I'll give you the angle of that which the those who authored in this, uh, yani, um, in this subject, they said because and they used the ayah that they, they say that he used the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned in Surah Al Isra. Firstly, what do we call a dream? Ru'ya. So now you know the word ru'ya. So you're going to hear it now in this ayah. وَمَا جَعَلْنَا الرُّؤْيَ الَّتِي أَرَيْنَاكَ إِلَّا فِتْنَةً لِلنَّاسِ We didn't uh, make that ru'ya, that vision that you, that you saw here. The meaning of ru'ya here is vision. Because it's pertaining to, pertaining to the isra. We don't say that the person dreamt about going to isra. Yani, we say فَعْلًا he went. And yani, he was taken himself. نعم وما جعلنا الرؤيا الرؤيا التي أريناك إلا فتنة للناس except as a fitna for the people so then he brought after that كتاب الفتن كتاب الفتن and then because when fitna take place when trials and tribulations take place يعني the people are in need of judgments أحكام and so he brought كتاب الأحكام and who do they go for for ahkam, they go to the judges, they go to the rulers, the hukam, and the qubah, the qubat. And so he brought yani, those abwab and so on. And then, um, because the affair, after bringing the yani, chapters of al-imama, leadership and so on, and um, yani, um, al-hukam judgments and so on, because 
many of the people wish to have yani, al-imama, leadership, and to be in that position of making judgments and so on, he then brought Kitab al-Tamanni, the book of wishes. The book of wishes. Naam. And then yani, he brings, uh, yani, still connected to the issue of ahkam, huh? because the majority of those judgments that these judges and rulers make, uh, yani, or they rely upon the akhbar, the information of those who come to them. Hmm? And the majority of the information that comes is yani, akhbar al-ahad, yani, information that comes from yani, a trustworthy person, a single trustworthy person, not yani, mutawatir, as opposed to mutawatir, when it's yani, uh, numerous uh, yani, people bringing the information. He then brought Kitab Akhbar al-Ahad. Kitab Akhbar al-Ahad. Now we come to the point. There's only two books left. And they have their various chapters within there. Anyone know? So Kitab Tawheed is less work the other way, because we know Kitab Tawheed is the last one. The one before it. Just think about it. One of the well-known books. In fact, he authored Al-Bukhari, he authored this book. Yeah, as is mentioned, because he mentions within his Sahih, uh, and he's mentioning to the reader, go back to the Asl, go back to the origin. Meaning that he authored this kitab separately, just as he authored Adab al-Mufrad. He didn't mention that. Remember we, we said that he has authorships? He also had Adab al-Mufrad, right? Everyone knows that, Adab al-Mufrad. But Adab al-Mufrad, he has, he has a hadith within there which are not in the Sahih. Because his condition of the Sahih was that they're all authentic with his conditions that he mentioned. Adab al-Mufrad, he has ziyada, an extra hadith. So this kitab, he also authored similar to that, separately. Due to the ahmiyyah, due to the important nature of it. So, Kitab Tawheed is the last one, the one before it. That's, that's the one. Kitab al-i'tisam bil kitab wa sunnah. The book of clinging onto the book of the sunnah. Why now bring this here? That's the issue. Huh? Everything that has preceded, everything that has come from all of those kutub, all of those abwab, taken from the kitab and the sunnah, so cling to it. So cling to it. Mm? And so look how at the end, he says all of this that has preceded, all of this. Huh? Yeah, and it's taken from the kitab and the sunnah, so cling to it. Cling to it. And the, he brings kitab al-tawheed. Why? There's a munasabah there. A sir and a secret why he did that. Because he actually began with tawheed at the beginning. Which is, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ And then he ends with Tawheed. Which, what, what he's saying to us is the da'wah begins with Tawheed and ends with Tawheed. Begins with Tawheed and ends with Tawheed. And so this is our da'wah. The da'wah of the Kitab and the Sunnah is, you start with Tawheed. And you end with Tawheed. That's our da'wah. So when we talk about unity, we talk about the splitting and differing of the Ummah. Huh? Brother, what's important is that we unite. Brother, that's the most important thing. You, you guys are calling to Tawheed. Uh, you all, yeah, you always call it Tawheed, brother. This Tawheed is not bringing about the unity. We just need to unite, hmm? and they bring all the pol political situation that's taking place in the alam, brother. We need to unite. But Al Bukhari is telling us what that is Tawheed, Daiman wa Abadan, from the beginning to the end. Naam. 
يعني we uh, we want that unity and unity Allah's commanded us with it وَعَتَسِمُ بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَعَتَسِمُ hold on tight let's cling together all of you to the book of Allah or oh, to, to the rope of Allah which the, the uh, tafsir of that is the Quran Sunnah Naam huh? that we cling on to that and so that unity yes we want that and we've been commanded with it and every Muslim wants that every sincere Muslim wants that however it is not the first thing we call to yani, yani whilst we compromise on the Tawheed and we don't begin with, with unity uh, put aside all your difference put, okay you may commit shirk and so on you may make tawaf and you may believe it's permissible to make tawaf around the, the graves and worship them at the graves and some of the righteous people and this is yani, contradictory to Tawheed however yani, we want to unite that's the that's the first call and the last call. No. The first call is Tawheed and then unity upon that Tawheed. First call, we, we want Tawheed. But before, uh, we want unity, F1. But before that unity is Tawheed and it is Tawheed that that unity is built upon. And it is the Kitab and Sunnah that that unity is built upon. Hmm? And so this is what Bukhari is telling us here by this fiqh that he has. And then, Kitab al-Aytisam al-Kitab al-Sunnah, the first hadith he brings is that hadith where uh, a Jew, a man from the Jews, he came, he said, Ya Amin al-Mu'mineen, O leader of the believers, ayah. There's an ayah, lo unzilat. Uh, there's an ayah in your book if it was revealed upon us upon the Jews we would have taken that day as a day of Eid hmm? that is the ayah this day I have completed your religion for you and perfected my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your religion Hmm? That ayah. So Omar he responded and he said that I know when that ayah was revealed, where it was revealed, it was revealed Yom Arafah, Yom Jum'ah. Hmm. However, what, what's the munasabah? What's the relevance of Bukhari bringing that hadith, the first hadith under Kitab al Aytisab, Kitab al Sunnah? Huh? It's wadi. Religion is complete, and what he's saying, Al Bukhari, by bringing this hadith here, is that the Ummah of Muhammad does not accept bid'ah. Huh? The Ummah of Muhammad does not accept bid'ah and from i'tisam of the kitab and the sunnah from clinging on to kitab and sunnah is to not innovate. You cling, not just clinging on to it but also rejecting anything that comes from outside of it that which is not from it. Naam, and then Wallahi we can go all night. We <laughs> 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 can go all night. Yani all of the, we work through Al-Bukhari what he brings uh, yani within that kitab, not, yani, j he brings likewise, uh, he brings the, uh, naam, he, under the title, he brings, Bab ma yukrah min al-ta'amuk wa tanazu' fil ilm wa la ghulufi al-deen wa al-bid'a. The chapter, that which is disliked from 
يعني going too deep going too deep in knowledge and يعني يعني fighting one another and تنازع and يعني differing and so on يعني in علم and غلو في الدين going to extreme in religion and bid'ah and innovations and then he brings hadith within that he brings a number of hadith from those hadith he brings the hadith of Ali radiallahu anhu hadith in Bukhari when he mentions the messenger of Allah he said that Medina is a haram Medina is a sacred sanctuary and so man ahdatha fiha hadathan whoever ahdatha fiha ahdatha fiha what's the meaning of that what's the origin of this word ahdatha To bring about something new, as we've we know from that hadith, also within this kitab, man ahdatha fi amrina ma leisaminu fahurad. Whoever introduces into our religion, into our faith that which is not from it, it is rejected. Ahdatha, and likewise we mentioned the hadith before, when Messenger of Allah will be told, Yom Qiyamah, that these people la tadri ma ahdathu baghdak. You don't know what they ahdathu. Same verb. You don't know what they invented after you and introduced after you. So, the meaning of this is that Medina is a sacred sanctuary. So whoever innovates and introduces into it hadathan, an innovation, فَعَلَيْهِ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ Upon him is the curse of Allah, the curse of the angels, وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ And the, the whole of the people. لا يقبل منه عدلا ولا صرفا. يعني the meaning of this different تفسير. even with أحدث حدثا some of the scholars they mentioned that the meaning of this it comprises not just innovation but يعني that a person he harms and oppresses within Medina, oppresses others and harms people within Medina. لا يقبل منه عدلا ولا صرفا. the meaning of this is that Allah will not accept توبة from him. And he will not accept يعني, uh, if he was to give something in ransom. Fidya. Allah will not accept it. Some of the scholars mention the meaning of Adlan wa Sarfa is Allah will not accept his obligatory actions, his faraid, and his optional actions. Okay. Then he brings a chapter after. I think immediately after, or a chapter, then another uh, that comes after. باب إثم من آوى المحدث أو محدثا chapter the sin of the one who who understands that one who aids and supports that one that was mentioned that one that one that was mentioned in the previous hadith that we mentioned the one who accommodates Aids, supports, gives shelter to the innovator. Look at the fiqh al-Bukhari. Bringing these where? Kitab al-Aytisam. Sunnah. Kitab al-Aytisam. The fiqh al-Sunnah. From holding on to the book and the Sunnah. That which we need to practice all of our religion. That which is preceded in the Sahih. Because you have those who say, those who say, or believe that when it comes to the political issues of the alam and the Muslim world, when it comes to the political issues, when it comes to the Ummah regaining its strength, when it comes to us taking over this land and regaining this land back from the, from the Jews and from the non-Muslims and so on, 
that these affairs, they behave as though there's nothing mentioned within the Quran and the Sunnah. As Shaykh Ubaid, he mentioned in the Sharh of Usul uh, Sitta. Uh, the people, they behave as though and they, they believe that there is no, no mention of the cure and that which we need in order for the, for the Ummah to regain its strength. And what we do in this weak situation, what do we do in this, in this situation when the Ummah is in such a situation? Behave as though there's nothing in the Kitab and the Sunnah. However, everything that we need is in the Kitab and the Sunnah. Hmm? It's all there. Naam and Ya'ani, there's much we can mention in but um, and I think the fiqh of Bukhari took يعني, a long time. But يعني, we, there, are, there are other matters that we want to mention, but we mentioned next week, يعني, such as um, the affair uh, of the madhahib, following the madhabs. Because uh, I believe um, some of the questions that came forward, um, يعني, uh, that um, some asked يعني, that we cover, by way of discussion and so on, is the affair of the madhahib, following the madhab, and how the salif is at towards following the madhab. Hmm? And what's the position, what's the correct position towards following a particular madhab? And we can say in, in, in general, already we've got here our answer from al-Bukhari. Huh? The affair is about al-i'tisam bil-kitab sunnah The affair is about going to the book and the sunnah. If those madhahib, and we'll go into detail, yani, inshallah, next week, um, Concerning the Imams themselves, those four Imams, those four great Imams, what they said, their Aqeedah, and so on, and, and يعني, um, يعني the, the position of Ahlul Sunnah and the Salafis towards the Madahib. In general, we say that the affair is about clinging to the Book and the Sunnah, that which agrees from the, يعني, with the Book and the Sunnah, from the Madahib, and from the books of the Madahib, and from the statements of the Madahib, from the Imams, and not just those four Imams, any Imam. The affair is about the Book and the Sunnah, that which agrees with the Book and the Sunnah, that is our deen. And within the Book and the Sunnah, we have that which we, 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 we need. Book and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Sahla, the Salaf. Combine all of that together that we've mentioned today. And last, 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 uh, in the last session, we follow the Book and the Sunnah uh, with that which the Messenger of Allah was upon that day and his companions. Yeah, and so the Book and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Sahaba. And we likewise mentioned that the best. Of nations, as Bukhari he mentions within his Sahih, in more than one chapter, when he was asked, "Man, uh, يعني, who is the be- who are the best of people?" He said, uh, "The Messenger of Allah." He said, "خير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم." The best of all people after the Prophet's messengers uh, is my generation and those who come after them and those who come after them. Wa Muhammad wa